Hello friends, this is the Daily Edify with Jeff Lane, a place to get spiritually grounded and into alignment with the flow of love each weekday morning. In each episode, we'll focus on a spiritual practice, a poem, a book, a sacred text, something that can empower us to be more fully alive to the gift that is the day before us. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is about the myth of closure. And this phrase comes from the work of Pauline Boss. She wrote a book with the same title uh, just about a year, year and a half ago uh, in the context of the pandemic, but it didn't come out until 2022. The full book title, I'll put it in the show notes, is The Myth of Closure, Ambiguous Loss in a Time of Pandemic and Change. Um, but just, just that phrase, the myth of closure, I hope it helps you sigh and and breathe a little deeper and i hope it's a slight aha uh, for you she's she's trying to capture the fact that the the grief we feel and we're all grieving right any any change even if it's a good change like a new job or a new relationship uh, or a new community any change even if it's good involves loss and loss always involves grief Um, And so we're all facing different layers of grief all the time. This is part of what it means to be human. Um, But Pauline Boss has been just a pioneer in, she's a family therapist, researcher, writer, uh, and coined the term ambiguous loss way back in the 70s that has really had staying power. And people are still wrestling with what it means. A little cottage industry has developed around the term. But the, the book that she wrote in 2022, The Myth of Closure, um, just reminds us that grief is not something that we sort of get over or, or get past or um, find closure in. I think it's a really unhelpful word. Uh, one person called it a made-up media word. I think it was Anderson Cooper who said that. And, and I think he's right. It, it often reflects the, the person trying to offer care to someone who's grieving, uh, sort of their need for resolution uh, or their own uh, sense of disquiet around you know, just the uncertainty baked into life. Anyway, uh, Pauline Boss's work has has been really helpful to me. I read this book uh, in mid-2022 as I was coming out of medical leave and found it to be just really thoughtful um, and, and in some ways transformational. Uh, the, the book itself uh, it is about myth, the myth of closure, but she also spends a lot of time on this field of research uh, that she founded uh, regarding ambiguous loss. So Pauline Boss uh, helps us, states for us, that continuing to use the term closure really perpetuates the myth that that losses and grief have a prescribed time for ending, right? We are are a can-do people uh, and sort of like to get things done, right? And so Let's, let's get through our grief. Let's check it off. Uh, and even there's this impression that it's emotionally healthier to close the door on suffering uh, and sort of get, get past it so you can go about living your life again. But in fact, that's an unhealthy approach uh, to, to grief, right? It's, it's healthier to, to face it and learn to live with it, learn to, to carry it with you. It's not like when a beloved one dies, um, we cease all relationship with that person. Certainly it has dramatically change. We no longer have the physical presence of, of this loved one with us, um, but we're still connected to them in, in some ways, right, in the, in the spiritual dimension. And their, their legacy certainly still lives on in us and blesses us and challenges us as we go about our, our lives. 
So, so research actually shows that we do better when we live with grief and carry the grief, uh, not as this albatross around our necks, but, you know, as, as something that is, is part of who we are, right? Uh, rather than to just deny it, sweep it under the rug and assume we have to sort of get past it. Anderson Cooper and his awesome podcast, if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend it. Um, I've listened, just listened to one episode. There's eight or nine, so I need to get on that. This is a good prompt to do so. Uh, but he did a beautiful podcast titled All There Is, in which he's reflecting on, um, as he was cleaning up his mother's apartment after she died, and she, he'd had a brother who took his life uh, when he was 10, and his father died when he was in his 20s. Um, so his story has been one of, of, of grief and one of sorrow upon sorrow in certain respects. Uh, and in this podcast, he, he talks to all sorts of people who've also faced grief and learned to live with it and despite of it. Um, and, and it's really moving. But Anderson Cooper says this beautiful thing in one of the podcasts. He says, there's no timeline for grief. And I think that's true. And in my work with families as they prepare for a funeral or memorial service, uh, there's, just, there's just no clear-cut timeline. And we all grieve differently. So some of us want to go into f uh, you know, detail mode and get all the uh, ducks in a row for the memorial service and the estate and this and that. Others need to withdraw a little bit and have some space for silence. Uh, and, and we're all over the map. We, we can be gentle with one another even as we are gentle with ourselves. But shifting gears a bit, um, Pauline Boss talks about this notion of ambiguous loss. And for her, that, that means a loss that remains unclear and without official verification or, or immediate resolution. So a few examples of wide-scale um, ambiguous loss that have occurred. You know, 9-11, when 40% when of families still don't have confirmation of a body uh, that, that, that died. Uh, same thing with the tsunami in, in Fukushima, Japan in 2011. Uh, many uh, folks, many families who were grieving didn't have that sort of evidence, a body to grieve with and for. Um, or think about during the pandemic when many lost the age-old opportunity to be with loved ones as they died in, in a hospital because of, because of restrictions. But ambiguous loss can also occur um, when someone is physically present but psychologically gone, right? We think about someone who uh, has Alzheimer's and they're, they're still here, their body is still here, but psychologically uh, there's just an absence. Um, this also can happen with severe addiction or uh, severe mental illness. Um, and when you're grieving in that way, it's more of an ambiguous loss because you... It's almost anticipatory grief, too. You, you haven't quite gotten the fullness of the grief, but you're still grieving in the moment. Pauline Boss also expands this ambiguous loss to include things like global and societal ambiguous loss. She talks about not just uh, the pandemic, uh, which is sort of the context for her work, but also the specter of climate change. She talks about the murder of George Floyd. Um, again, all tying back in to this notion about about the myth of closure. Um, she talks quite a bit in the book about um, practices that can build our resilience. Uh, she really thinks that's our best hope in the face of ambiguous loss. She invites us to um, find meaning in our losses, that instead of finding closure, we should seek to find meaning. Um, she encourages us to, to, to engage in both and thinking about you know, both the positive and the negative, uh, increase our tolerance for ambiguity, 
and and taking taking a risk, risking change by by doing something different to try to find a way to carry the grief um, faithfully. So. Friends, there's sort of a lot here, right? And I'm, I'm just touching on a few aspects from this book, The Myth of Closure. Pauline Boss has written three or four denser academic books, uh, but this one I found to be really accessible. Again, it came out in 2022 uh, and touches on these important important pieces. Uh, she, she reminds us at the end of the book that there's no one right way to grieve. You know, generally speaking, it means we, we carry our sadness, but we eventually can function again, taking care of ourselves and others and finding some pleasure in life again. But um, she would be quick to say it's, yeah, it's not about getting over it. It's not about finding closure. Um, it, that, that really is a myth. Um, the, the path instead is one of, of finding meaning and, and being faithful to this continued relationship we have with someone or something that has changed in our life. And it's really part of what it means to be human. Uh, and there's so much grief in the air right now, isn't there, friends? Uh, we'll have to do a few more podcasts on this, this same topic. But I hope this is useful to you, the, the notion that closure is a myth and loss is something ambiguous at times. And it's hard to put our finger on uh, even. Friends, may you know you are loved and never alone in the midst of your grief. If today's podcast has blessed you, provided a tinge of clarity or some nourishment for your spiritual journey, please share it with a friend so that we can create a more inclusive community. Or do you have any feedback for me, any show ideas, something that was particularly helpful or something that could have been better? Please send me an email at thedailyedify@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's in the show notes as well. I'd love to hear from you. Also, please consider rating and reviewing The Daily Edify wherever you get your podcasts. Friends, you are loved and never alone.